Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Mahomes with a deep drop, now moving in the pocket, running to the right and running well. He's at the 50. He's trying to run for the first down. He goes out of bounds, and the Bengals push him after he was out of bounds. And with that penalty, the Chiefs will be in field goal range. Man, you have to be more aware. There is the squib. It bounds in front of the receiver. Clock now. They're going to throw it across the formation, and it is caught over there now, slipping, and the Chiefs will tackle him. This game is over! This game is over! You can doubt the Chiefs! You can dislike the Chiefs! You can disrespect the Chiefs! You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs as the AFC champions! He pushes, and he is in! Touchdown, Jalen Hurts! Attention, air traffic control! A flock of eagles is heading to Arizona. Well, a couple of great games. One a little greater than the other. A little. Know the Just Super a Bowl smidgen. 57 participants. PFT Live presented by Google Pixel. Learn more at googlestore.com. Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon if you are watching the tape-delayed version of the program on Sky Sports NFL, live on Peacock, Sirius XM 85, also podcast wherever you get your podcasts. That was something. That was something, and I'm very grateful that the games were configured the way they were. It would have been very difficult to process and accept and enjoy 49ers-Eagles after another Bengals-Chiefs classic Chris so it worked out perfectly you can't have great games all the time it would have been awesome if both games had been down to the wire but we're going to break all of them down and Eagles fans hang in there we'll get to your game eventually we've got to spend not the bulk of the show but a big chunk of it on the AFC championship and Chris I tweeted last night I'd be fine with Bengals Chiefs every year for the next decade as the AFC championship game. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It really was. And yeah, what a buzzkill in the first game, right? I mean, not to have the 49ers at full strength, have the quarterback injury that early on, totally handcuffed them, their game plan. But still, I mean, the Super Bowl itself, Eagles, Chiefs, wow. I mean, again, these are two of the teams that have been pretty relevant both the last two decades, the last 23 years of football. Uh, Andy Reid coming from Philadelphia, takes over the Chiefs and really kind of starts his own, I don't know, maybe a dynasty if they can win this one to a degree. At least it's it's that type of run that they're going on, if you know what I mean. So it's really cool. It is that. I'm excited for the Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, only one of the two games delivered yesterday. But you know that, that second one, yes, Burrow, Mahomes, it's looking like, yeah, they're – going to be a top of that AFC mountain for a long time never lacks drama and every game's kind of had its own different little twist and feel to it 
And uh, that didn't, you know, cheat us last night either. It was pretty awesome to watch it come down to the finish. I don't want to unnecessarily throw a stray at the Cowboys, but consider this. Andy Reid has now been a head coach for 24 years, 14 with the Eagles, fired and then hired by the Chiefs. So 14 plus 10. He passed Tom Landry last night for most career postseason wins. If only Jerry Jones, who said last week he wants Mike McCarthy to coach as long as Tom Landry did. If only Jones had hired Andy Reid instead of Chan Gailey in 1998. Oh, what could have been. Now, Reid wasn't hired by the Eagles until 99, and it was kind of a surprise hire. I remember when Reid basically got the whole package, the keys to the car in Philly, as not even a coordinator in 1999. It was like, what the hell is going on here? But, but if Jerry had just been one year ahead of his time, he could have had Andy Reid for the last 24 years. It really is an amazing run, interrupted by that firing by the Eagles, and now he gets a chance to take on the Eagles. Any of the combinations of the four teams that were contending this weekend would have been great Super Bowls, but Chiefs-Eagles just kind of felt like it was meant to be. It's got a be. good one. It's a the good Eagles, one, right. Yes. The Eagles punched their ticket first. The Chiefs did second, and – we saw the play at the top, Chris. That, that's where the focus needs to start. We're going to just kind of ricochet all through whatever happens to come up. But the Joseph Asai late hit on Patrick Mahomes. We'll take another look at it. I feel so bad for the kid. And this is a play we've seen time and again where quarterback becomes runner and in theory loses all protections. But we know. We know how it goes. Running back gets hit a step onto the stripe. You may not see the flag come out in part because the running back doesn't go down like that. What do you do if you're Joseph Asai? You got to be aware of the edge. I get it. But you're also aware of the fact that Patrick Mahomes, if you don't make sure he's out and if you pull up at all, he's going to cut up field. We've seen that time and again. It's a tough spot. It's a rock and a hard place for Joseph Asai. And it's all happening in full speed, and he's 22 years old, and I'm just heartbroken for the kid. Chris, you've talked in the past how you still think about your playoff loss in 2005 in the wild card round to Washington. You still think about it right. today, 17 years later. Yeah. Joseph Asai is never going to exercise that demon. It is going to be with him for the rest of his life, and I just feel horrible for this kid, and he's a kid. The older we get, and I'm putting you in that bucket too, old yeah. man, the younger these guys seem, and 22 is just Barely, barely out of college, barely into adulthood, and he's got to deal with this. And I just I feel bad for him because he's in a tough spot. And as Mike McDaniel said this year, and this is one of the reasons why he's a great coach, he doesn't get mad at his players when they make a mistake because it's not like they're trying to. It's not like they're sabotaging That's the right. team. Right. Not they're doing their best. Right. Shit happens. It does. It's a mistake. So that's right. It's not a perfect sport. And like you said, it's, it's, it's controlled chaos. It's grown men playing with emotions, trying their hardest. I mean, digging it out, trying to chase Patrick Mahomes to the edge there. Right. I mean, he's given all he's got. So you're not going to be mad at him for that, you know? And, and again, you're not going to be mad at him altogether other than the fact that, listen, you know, it's a quarterback, right? You know, you know how the league is this, this day and age, 2022 football, that's where it's a shame, too. He's a smart player. He's a good player. He knows better. That's where he's going to be more annoyed than anything. Yeah, he'll be able to live with, hey, I was playing hard and doing all that. But he knows in this age of overprotection of quarterback and player safety. You know, and, hey, yeah, did Mahomes sell it a little bit? Sure. You know, but he's smart enough to know that and look at that and go, wait, that's Patrick Mahomes. He's heading out of bounds. And... I don't need to even make contact and make this dicey. That that's where it stinks. It's a play that I don't think he even does, or he he pumps the brakes. You know, ninety nine out of a hundred times. Unfortunately, it was in a big moment, in the AFC Championship game. But I I, I was not shocked. You know, again, it wasn't egregious, but he was clearly what Mike. You know, two feet out of bounds, foot was out of bounds. Clearly, he's the star of the league. You put your you know, your elbow in the back of the guy's chest. I don't care how hard it is. If the look doesn't look right, the flag is coming out. And that's where he knows better. And and I'm with you, Mike. It's it's brutal and I feel for him. I really do. But 
Um, and I thought that was pretty obvious, and you got you got to call that in that moment right there, at least with the way to be consistent with what we've seen throughout the year with calls like that. It wasn't an egregious no, hit. No, it wasn't. But when you're hitting a guy who is not as thick – not as sturdy as a running back, he's more likely to go down, especially when he's got a bad ankle. And he did sell it on the back no end. Doubt and that's it. fine. No doubt. Right. That's fine. Right. It wasn't it wasn't a FIFA style flop, but if you watch Mahomes throws his arms out he as he's sure going his neck down. goes back a little. Right. He gave it all. Right. 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 And and they end up in the bench. There was some person that got stuck between Joseph Asai and Patrick Mahomes. And I hope that person's okay today because that was my first thought. Oh, my God. Somebody got really injured there. Whoa. Slammed into yeah. the bench. No, and I was, and just, I was worried about his knee. Oh, his right leg yeah. here. Watch his right leg. It buckles right there. Oof. It was bad. I was concerned but, for him. But, you know, Mike. I, I mean, that look. Look. Mahomes was going down no matter what. But throwing your arms out and throwing the ball and, and rolling around. Like, that, that, hey, that's part of the salesmanship. That's right. That's, and any smart quarterback would have done that. And the other thing, though, is Chris, any smart quarterback, if he senses Joseph Asai pulling up, is going to keep potentially keep going. We've seen that before. Now, there was another Bengal there. Eli Apple was there ready to stop him. But I, I just, you know, uh, what do you, you're just, you're committed. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's that white stripe. And I know he was a step over it. It's just how do you have that awareness, the presence of mind in that moment, season on the line, it's it's just it's just sad. It's yeah. a shame. Yeah, and it stinks. It stinks. It comes to that. Sometimes it's just we all, nobody's fault. Well, we were sometimes you know, shit happens. We wanted to see maybe a little more drama to end the football game, not the game to end that way. I think that's the other thing that that kind of feels buzzkill about it. You know, you don't feel like wait, I didn't get to see like Mahomes make magic or Burrow do something here to bring them back. Oh, we're gonna damn. He knows better than that. That the game's gonna end that way. That's kind of how it ended. You know, it was, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, it's, woo, yes, awesome. Bengals fan, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we did that. I can't believe they called that. I think that's called on any, any star player, though, in the NFL, not even the quarterback. I think if it's Justin Jefferson or anybody like that in that moment right there, that's one, again, I, I think, you know, uh, again, I feel for Joseph Asai, but he, he knows better in that situation. And it, is, it was a little bit anticlimactic how it finished that way. But regardless, the game itself was not. The game was great and had a lot of ebbs and flows and little storylines within the storylines. And, you know, that's what I enjoyed. And, and like you said, to start the show, it looks like we got two teams here who got great belief. They got generals that got great belief and 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 they're going to be, you know, in a lot of games just like this. And it's, it's the Chiefs finally got one. Before we go through some of the ebbs and flows and the moments that made the game so damn entertaining, here's some audio of Bengals linebacker Jermaine Pratt going into the locker room after the game, clearly upset with what Joseph Asai did, followed by Joseph Asai talking about that penalty with teammate B.J. Hill there to give him the support that Osai needed last night and is going to need going forward. Come on, he been he played his butt off the whole game. That's a, a different question. Things are happening so fast there. Obviously, did, did you did you have any idea you were you were at that sideline there? I mean, obviously you're in full chase and you know. Yeah, I was just in full chase mode and I was trying to um was trying to push him to maybe um get him going backwards because I knew he was going for that sideline. I was trying to make him go backwards, get that clock running, but um. I, I didn't know. I, I haven't seen it yet. I didn't know how far out of bounds we were. But, um, yeah. How, how hard is that to kind of maybe kind of not put all that weight on you as you go through this? I mean, it's just. It's, it's extremely hard, what? man. Come on, man. I'm sure it's tough. Yeah. I'm trying to ask him about it. That's a really question, bro. Come on. Does, does the, the support you're getting, is that a sign of kind of the culture that, that feeds this team? For sure, absolutely. We're, we're one big family. It's not it's not fake, you know, and, um when the going gets tough, you know, start pointing fingers. We lift each other up, and um, I'm just, I'm just happy. I got these group of guys around me supporting me right now because it's, it's hard. That was B.J. Hill, not Jermaine Pratt. That was amazing there. Joseph Asai, B.J. Hill there to have his teammates back. Jermaine Pratt on the way in yeah, with yelling. the very 
candid f-bombs and the mother f-bomb and well he's saying what a lot of fans are saying i'm clearing out yeah well Well, because a lot of fans are saying like what you're and we're saying mike like you know you know better like damn it's the quarterback it's patrick mahomes right he's a he's a yard out of bounds of course they're gonna call that and you know you just it's rare to hear them say that as they walk in the locker room and of course joseph is probably hearing that as well and that just you know adds to the the feeling horrible uh, part of of being an athlete there. Sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, it's fine. And Pratt took to social media in the aftermath of the uproar that emerged late last night when that video came to light. He said, people will post anything on social media for likes and views. I have real feelings. Sometimes they are raw. If you love something as much as I do, uh, sometimes things will be said in the heat of the moment. But I know what type of teammate I am and what type of man I am. Trust me, no love lost. I'm hurt. Remember, some people will hate you, rate you, and shake you, and try to break you, but I will stand tall like always. Now, look, Jermaine, people didn't post that for likes and views. People posted it because it was compelling. And cameras and microphones are everywhere when you're playing the NFL. So, yeah, you're going to have raw emotions, and I get it, and I appreciate the context, but that doesn't make it something that shouldn't have been shared with the world. It just shows everyone what the Bengals are currently processing. We've seen teams suffer devastating losses before and how they move forward from that devastating loss, whether it's Super Bowl 49 with the Seahawks and the run slash pass conundrum that took years for them to get over. Yeah. Super Bowl 51, the 28 to three loss or the 20 to three lead blown by the Falcons. Like it just, it's going to take time and the Bengals need to mobilize and make sure that anyone that's got a problem with it, that's job number one today. Anyone's got a problem with it, we got to talk this through, and we got to recognize this guy's not out here trying to blow the season. This guy's not trying to sabotage us. This guy's not trying to, to keep us from advancing to the Super Bowl. He's just out there doing his best yeah. against the best quarterback in the league who reestablished he is indeed the best quarterback in the league because even with that sprained ankle, he was still spectacular yeah. last yeah. night. Yeah, that, that's right. And, and, and you know, Mike, Mike you're, you're saying all the right things. And I don't worry about the Bengals bouncing back from this. I don't know what's more crushing, this or having a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl last year. Look what they got back to, right? We saw two teams last night that that have incredible, you know, mental toughness and fortitude and just stubborn and we don't lose and, damn, we got knocked off the perch last year and we're coming back. That's what was amazing about the game, let alone there was moments in the game where you went, ooh, whoa, Oh, oh, man, Kansas City's got all the momentum. Oh, 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 man, whoa, Cincinnati got it back. Oh, man, Kansas City seems like they're hanging on. I mean, it just had a little everything that way. And, yeah, it's tough. It's tough, and I feel for Joseph Asai. Way to go with B.J. Hill there. I mean, damn, I wish I could have B.J. Hill next to me every time I had to answer tough questions. Um, But that's the other thing. Sometimes position players, you know, they don't. They don't get to experience that a lot, right? The quarterback's usually the guy who makes the game-losing play, interception, gets strip sack, fumble, do that. It's new to a guy that's outside linebacker, D-end. I lost the game because of one play. It's, it's, that's new territory, and I think that's why it's probably a little harder for him to take as compared to maybe a running back who's fumbled at the end of the game before or a quarterback who's thrown an interception. You know, that, that's where it, it's new territory emotionally for Joseph Asai, and I feel for him. But, um, you know, again, we hit that part. Let's hit the game now whenever you're ready at least. Well, well, well I, got, I got one more thing, cool. Chris. All right. One more thing. And, yeah. I, and I, don't, I don't want to trigger you, and I, I don't want this segment to be completely consumed by your reaction to something else from that last play. Something else from that key play that ended with the Joseph Asai hit out of bounds right. that should have wiped the play out and should have been a real do-over. Not the phony-ass do-over that happened earlier in the fourth quarter that we'll talk about later, which still makes no sense to me this morning. There should have been offsetting fouls on the play that put the Chiefs in field goal range. Let's watch it again from the start, and let's watch the left tackle Orlando Brown Jr., of the Kansas City Chiefs, what he did to Trey Hendrickson. Look at that. Oh, is that Donovan Smith playing for the Chiefs? Up around the neck with the arm bar. Right there. Obvious. They called that earlier on the Bengals, the up around the neck as the guy's trying to get to the quarterback. I don't think it was even close but to Donovan Smith territory, Mike. I don't even. Well, right. Know, he had but two hands still, like here, you know, and he's just running he into him. He got the arm around the neck. 
arm around the neck and the guy and when you anytime you see the defensive end go back like that impaired and impeded at the neck but but the point is they miss those all the time and whether it's incompetence I think at a certain level just like all the missed false starts it crosses over into your theory the offensive linemen are overwhelmed by the defensive linemen, so they're getting some help. It goes back to we have to keep the quarterbacks healthy. That's why we throw the roughing the passer penalties all the time. We have to give the offense an edge and not calling holding when it happens and you see it. And we've seen it over and over again. That's why Joey Bosa blew a gasket 16 days ago after the Jaguars chargers playoff game yeah they're not calling the false starts they're not calling the holds but that that was a that was an arm up around the neck and i know i i mentioned donovan smith for effect but that's still a hold that should have been called i, I don't agree with you there i don't I, trey henderson doesn't even think he got held he's not even worried about it i, I do not agree he I, got held and, and again trey hendrickson doesn't want to get fined like joey bosa no did. mike come on you got a theory for every theory stop it was not it was perfect pass protection his hands were right in there and yeah listen it's I, a shame I'm stunned i i I'm am stunned. That, that to me was not that's not passing that's social not, media disagrees with you as do i he well, held him that, and it should have been called okay all right all right but either way Listen, there's a problem there in, in refereeing in these kind of games in general anyways. That, that's right. I mean, it's not as consistent as what we've seen for the regular season. Goes, I mean, we don't, pass interference doesn't exist anymore. I mean, it's all of a sudden it's gone. It, it ran the league for 18 weeks. We don't, it's not even a part of the game now. The most important games of the year, it's not even a part of it. And, and again, yeah, I mean, listen, that's, if it got called helding there, I, I'm going to go, oh, okay, wow, that's ticky-tack in that moment. That's what I would have said. I did not look at it like anything near. I mean, Donovan Donovan Smith was like borderline manslaughter every play. It was bear hugging. Let's say he had his hands know, inside the guy there. You know, and again, the other thing too is Mike, I'm just over it because I, we can go back in the game and I can show you, like to your point, like eight plays where I go, well, Chris Jones is being held here. Like he bo- broke through the line of scrimmage. So like I've given up trying to like even police that anymore i hear so you frustrated you know what i, I hear mean? you but yeah. you talk about you talk about consistency yeah. and there was a flag thrown on the bengals for a similar move where a guy broke free up the middle and it wiped out a big gain and i think that's the thing that's got the bengals fans most upset they feel sure. like there wasn't consistency they feel like yeah the chiefs got the benefit and i've got so many emails already it's just one of those moments I where bet. people think you know it, it gives credence to the tinfoil hat crowd People think they wanted they wanted the Chiefs to win, so they helped the Chiefs win with some of the crazy stuff that happened. And fueling it was that effort to give the Chiefs an extra third down earlier in the fourth quarter. Right. That's the thing. Even though, thankfully for the league, that drive didn't end in any yeah. points, right. that's the kind of thing that makes people think the fix is in. I, listen, I, I hear you there. There was definitely some shady communication and some shady looks there. You know, I think you know by standard protocol they did it right, but it didn't look right. And then, and to your point, yeah, that's going to have people question it. You know, but again, I I don't think the league cared. The it's it's the there's a hundred million people that are going to watch no matter what. Okay, so it's it's not a big deal to that the fix was not in, right? It just mistakes happen. Damn, that's part of it, you know. And, and uh, you know, let's go from there. But let's let's hit the game when we get well, on to here. No more well, controversy. Well, well, no, well, well. No, since we're in that neighborhood, right. we, we need to explain exactly what happened. So there was a third and nine play with about ten minutes left, and there was an issue with the spotting the ball after an incomplete pass. And Ron Tor they let the clock run, and it should put, have been stopped. We're gonna right. We're gonna put ten seconds on the clock and. 10 seconds on the play clock and set the game clock to 10:29 or something like that and they restarted and, the clock and um, the game clock started and only the play right. clock should have started and you know what i think if you go back and listen to torbert when he set that all up yeah after the mistake i think it may be on him because i think he said start the clock on my signal uh. and the operator started both not just the 10 seconds on the play clock but the game clock. Right. So one of the officials, deep like back judge, rear judge, whatever the hell they call the one that's way down there, notices the clock's running just as the ball's getting ready to snap and tries to kill the play. The problem is nobody reacted. There was no whistle. You could see Torbert back there just acting like the, the play's going on. Everything's fine. Right. 
The Chiefs come up short of a first down. And then there was like this weird moment where nobody knew what the hell was happening. Torbert explained, but I guess it was so loud, Tony Romo and Jim Nance didn't hear what he was saying. They thought the Chiefs were deciding to, to put their offense back on the field and go for it after deciding to punt. But that's when they figured out that this third and nine was just going to be done over. And you hear the whistles blowing after the play. Yeah, you do. You saw guys looking the over time. there. Right. It should have been whistles, 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 whistles. Yeah. Not just the one guy who's running in. And how's he? I mean, I see him running in, but the play's already started. Yeah. And I get it. If the clock's running, oh, hey, that's a problem. The clock shouldn't be running. But you know what they could do? And here's what I guarantee is going to happen, Chris. At some point this week, somebody from NFL Network, since they work for the league and they're going to be privy to the memo, it's going to be given to them, they're going to report that the league is considering or will consider in the offseason changing the rule that requires the play to be shut down in a moment like that. Because you know what you can do? You can go back after the play and you can figure out where the clock should be. It isn't that hard to figure out how many seconds elapsed during the play. You go back to where the clock should have been. You remove the second. You do whatever you have to do. You can fix it after. Don't try to shut down the game, especially when you know you're in a, an environment like that where it's loud. And it shouldn't have been as loud since the Chiefs had the ball. They're trying to operate their offense. But you don't shut the play down in that moment. If someone sees the clock is running when it shouldn't be, fix it after the fact. Don't even try to kill the play. Because then you saw they were explaining to each other back there, what the hell, what are we going to do? And I'm sure New York was telling them what the hell they were going to do. That's one of the areas where they're allowed to tell them what they're going to do. But a mulligan in a situation like that is never acceptable. A do-over has to only be the last resort choice to fix something that happened, like like a ball hitting the wire, although that apparently wasn't enough to get a mulligan no, on a punt in the earlier game. Right. You, you've got to have another solution. You can't just say that play didn't happen, especially in a playoff game. That's the kind of thing that gets people saying, what the hell's really going on here? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, again, it didn't look great. It didn't. You know, the problem is, is just that, yes, okay, he sees the clock and he blows the whistle. And again, even though it doesn't look or appear that anybody really heard the whistle until late in the fa- later in the play or when the play was over, you still, the whistle was blown and you, you got to start the play over as soon as that happens because you could have one guy. You could have the right tackle who went, oh, wait, I, I kind of heard the whistle. I stopped for a second. Or a receiver who slows down. So, therefore, that's why if the whistle was blown, you have to do it that way. Um, but I think you're right. Maybe they need to I get it. figure I'd, out I'd a, like to, a new but I'd way. Like to hear, I'd like to hear a whistle. I'd like to hear a whistle, and I'd like to see at least one person react to it. I didn't hear yeah, a whistle, no, I didn't. and I didn't yeah. see anyone react to it. That's the problem. That's why if you know, the message should be to any of the officials, if you notice something amiss like that, just let it go. Once the play started, just back off and let it go. Don't even try to stop the play. Um, it, it, just, it's, it was a weird moment. Yep, it was. And, again, the league's very lucky that – that there wasn't a score on that drive. And Chris, you know, you mentioned, well, you know, people are still going to watch and you're right. People are still going to watch, but there's that one controversy out there lingering. There's I know Congress up the NFL's ass. That's the problem. Or you got prosecutors have jurisdiction right. and you start wondering, Hmm, where, where, who is really placing bets? Does the clock operator have money on the game? Does this person have money on the game? Who's got money on the game? Hell, at, at one point in the early game, I'm thinking, well, does somebody, somebody in the broadcast truck have money on the game? Why didn't that – well, we'll talk about it later. Why didn't that replay angle come up a little earlier? I mean, the fact that we've embraced gambling is causing people to quickly say who's got money on this game. And that is the, the first domino in – Something's going to be a problem for the NFL if they don't button their stuff up. And that's just – bottom line is that's something that needs to be buttoned up. Yeah. That needs to be something that they figure out a solution other than in that moment we're going to just wipe the play off the board and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, they got to do their best. It's not going to go away. It's not. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, it's hard. It is. But you're right. Hopefully they can find a different approach there to where it doesn't, you know, look that suspicious or have that look. Or you're right. Just let the play go and try to fix it after the fact. Um, I, I know, but th- you know, these are conversations again, that are just, they're always going to go on now. It's official. And of course the people that are saying that are the ones that have what large amounts of money betting on the game as well. So anything that goes against them, they're always going to go, Oh, it's fixed against me. They're trying to screw me and they want the other team. And it's just going to be part of the conversation with professional sports and especially the NFL. Now. Well, and it's always been there. It's always been there. It's more it's now enhanced 
when it's DraftKings this and FanDuel that and BetMGM that. That's the problem. It's legitimized because the gambling is legal and the gambling is legitimized, and that's what's going to open the door for a problem at some point. They just they got to be careful, and that should be their top obsession, and that should be their top concern, avoiding something where we've got the controversy that resonates into the days after the game. All right, Patrick Mahomes had the ankle injury that started on Saturday of last week. He gutted through it, did the Willis Reed, Michael Jordan thing then, spent the whole week trying to get himself ready to play on a high ankle sprain and did and did it again. I mean, but really, if we're talking about legendary performances when you're injured, he's now got two games on the same injury. And he's possibly going to have three games on the same injury, Chris. It really was amazing because it was clear he wasn't himself, but he found a way to play through it. And for most of the game, now between plays, it looked like he was feeling it. But, man, during the plays, not not that he was this classic patented hair-on-fire Patrick Mahomes, but he still was able to move enough right. to In help that offense go. Yeah, that's right. In the pocket, move around there. Kind of the things we talked about you know, last week, right, when we did the picks pod. It just as long as he can move in that general area, he'll still be very effective. I mean, where do you want to start? I mean, the guy reminded everybody last night who the king of the NFL is. All right? That's the first thing. And then – what he's doing right now. I feel like it's kind of still getting glossed over here. The guy's been a quarterback in the NFL for five years, starting quarterback for five years. I know he played one year. It was in the bench one year. Five years. We're won an MVP, won a Super Bowl MVP, going to the third Super Bowl, three out of four years going to the Super Bowl, AFC championship every game. I mean, we're just it, – I just had to start there, Mike, just because it's it's we're watching history. We're watching an all-time great, you know, added to the fact of what you're talking about. He played on one leg this week. He guts it out this week, right? And, you know, wasn't great at the end of the football game. He wasn't great, but he was amazing early on in the game to give them the lead and answer back a few times when Cincinnati did regain some momentum at 13-13. You know, again, can we go back and show that last touchdown pass down the middle to Valdez Scanling? What a play. That was incredible. I mean, incredible, right, Mike? Right. Missile off a bad foot, you know, so he can't even. So here he is. I got a little blitz. I'm looking to my left. Oh, man, I'm going to kind of step up and not be in a good position and not have power on my right leg to throw it and fit it in there against one of the best nickel corners in football over the last few years. I mean, like what you said, that was a missile. That was unbelievable. He just got great feel. He's the natural. He, that's what he is. Love Joe Burrow. Love Josh Allen. Mahomes are amazing. Mahomes, he showed everybody last night that he's still the king of the NFL when it comes to quarterback. Chris, I don't think the guys in the booth even could process what they had just seen. I was like, I had yeah, a double take. I was like, did he catch that? Was that a touchdown? <laughs> yeah. You know, it was one of those moments. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. But but that that's what we talked about last week. When you've got a guy like Mahomes who's got that shortstop arm who's used to mustering high velocity and right. force on a pass with without the classic quarterback posture, without both legs on the ground, or at times any leg on the ground can get that ball in there. That, that really was something. Let's have a listen to Patrick Mahomes from after the game about playing hurt. Yeah, I, I tried to a couple times in the game where I was trying to get through spots that I usually could get through, um, and you could see that I didn't have that burst that I usually have. So um, I got the ball out of my hands quickly. I think you saw that. I threw a few, probably a few more check downs than I usually would throw um, and relied on my teammates to make the plays happen, and that's what they did. I, I think I, y'all saw it. Was, I said the stopping was going to be the hardest part, and obviously throwing across your body cue to plant that right leg and twist across at the throw. So that definitely didn't feel good. I think the worst one was when I fumbled. I like, try to pick it up, and I, that was probably the worst I, I, tweak that I had during the game. But uh, like I said, they got me they got me close as they could to 100%, and then um, I just battled through, and I'll have a few more weeks to get it ready. Yeah, I mean, if he got it to the point where it was after seven days, now right. he's got 14 days between games, and I don't know how much more damage was done to it. It's kind of like it was after the Saturday game. Let's see how it is the next morning. Yeah. Is he going to be able to get out of bed? How swollen is it going to be? And now today we'll see. But they, they weren't engaged in any sort of rope-a-dope throughout the week. He was moving fine, and he was getting the treatment, and they controlled the swelling, and it's amazing he was able to play like he did. And, uh, and Travis Kelsey, for that matter. 
yeah. who had the back, back injury that right. popped up on Friday. And uh, all game long, every time he got hit, is he going to be able to get up? Is that going to activate? And you saw him a couple of times. I think we got the video of it using the quick lateral maybe to avoid taking that hit. If he saw an opportunity to get rid of the ball in lieu of being taken to the ground, he did it. One time it worked well. One time it almost ended up being a, uh-oh, what oh was my that? Gosh, but right, yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey gutted through it as well. And that's something, I, I tell you what, you know, you know how back issues go? Definitely. I'm as concerned about him 13 days from now as I am Mahomes. I may even be more concerned for him because we've seen Mahomes find a way to get through it. You got a back problem? When it, when it, when it tells you you're not doing anything, you're not doing anything. No, it's I mean, well, we, you know, it's those two guys. I don't doubt anything, right? I mean, I'm with you. I hear you. They're serious injuries, but not for those two guys. I mean, they're they're like, you know, they're they're like the Avengers. Those two, nothing stops them. Uh, they really are. Uh, it's just the, the what they do on the football field. What they did yesterday, you know, with two weeks, you know, I'm I'm gonna expect them ready to go. I mean, here even this play, Mike, this touchdown. What? Fourth and one. There's just moments here of greatness. Like, hey, the play's covered. Cincinnati's all over it. They knew the play that was coming. You can't stop just the backyard feel that Kelsey and Mahomes have together. Oh, you're supposed to run to the corner? Wait, there's a guy there? Hey, we've seen people try to stop this before. Stop, and then I'll throw you a laser for a touchdown. No big deal. Okay. Hey, we're up 13-3. to uh, they're, 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 We're watching you know, some all-time greatness here. At this, at you know, as far as the Chiefs are concerned, and just as far as you know, I think this exciting thing about the Chiefs is, you know, we know how awesome Kelsey is and and Mahomes, and then to do it without the rest of the group of characters around them last night, Juju Smith-Schuster gone, McCall Hardman gone, Kadarius Tony gone, no run game gone, and then still find a way with. Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, and a few other guys, you know, just making a few plays in a moment there where it's the second week in a row as amazing as Mahomes is, and it's amazing as many times he's bailed their ass out and carried them to victories. They're winning as a team. They're all making plays across the field, across the board, I should say. And what we saw even towards the end of the football game with the defense making some big stands in the turnovers. So that's the cool thing about the Chiefs here. I feel like they've turned the corner from the 2020 Chiefs where it was, you know, Mahomes making magic trying to just pull rabbits out of his ass to beat the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl to now where it's not all on him all the time. And they have different ways to do it. And I think that's what's exciting if you're a Chiefs fan too. Well, and look at what happened and – Compare and contrast the Bills and the Chiefs. With the Bills, they right. got Stephon Diggs, and who else is going to step up? Yesterday, they got receivers banged up. Kadarius Toney out. Yeah. You know, guys stepped up. Guys got it done. Valdez Scanlon, right. who's going to be a free agent after this year. He made himself some money yesterday. So you got it was as my and Mahomes said it multiple times after the game, Chris. It was a total team effort. It was guys making plays when they had to make plays. And you mentioned Chris Jones. We need to give that guy some love. What that guy was incredible, right? Chris Jones. Yes, he was. Just you know, and and now early in the game, it's funny because I was hearing some of the points you made last week as it relates to the Bengals' ability with a depleted offensive line to deal with the Buffalo Bills' pass rush, eh, Chiefs aren't the same. No, exactly. Bills right. don't have Chris Jones. Exactly right. And Chris Jones Chris Jones was on a mission yesterday. He was. You know, him, Frank Clark, that's, that's, that's what we were talking about last week, right? They're just more studs on their team. And that's what we wanted to see. You know, wait, Cincinnati looked good last week, but can they do that again on the road against the Chiefs and some of these freaks they got up front? And and that that's to me, you know, again the the Chiefs not only the gutsy performance on the offensive side of the ball, but hey, Joe Burrow got the ball twice at twenty twenty, and you're thinking, oh man, it just doesn't seem good for the Chiefs here. It seems like the Bengals got all the momentum and things are going well, and they make turnovers and sacks and a number of big plays. Let alone, I thought Spagn- Steve Spagnuolo had a great defensive game plan. A little bit what we talked on our picks podcast too, Mike, and when we broke down the game, it wasn't basic. You know, when they showed replays, guys were being doubled, people were going everywhere. 
It was a phenomenal team effort by the Chiefs. It really was. And that that's where they've turned the corner into, yeah, it was the Mahomes in the air show, you know, for the first few years of his career here. But right now, they got some studs on defense, and then with his magic mixed in, you know, that's where they're tough to beat. They got great belief no matter what, and I think that's what's going to make an awesome Super Bowl between them and the Eagles. By the way, I have, I have a point that, that I want to make. Yeah. It was a trend I noticed yesterday, and it's particularly relevant to something that we saw 15 days ago when there was a key fourth and eight in the Vikings-Giants game and a certain quarterback threw the ball five yards short of the sticks. We're seeing now, and I don't know that this is going to take, I don't know if it was just quarterbacks who rise to the occasion deciding to do really gutsy things. Three times yesterday, we saw it on the first drive of the Eagles game. Yeah. We saw Mahomes in the fourth and one that we showed earlier, and we saw Joe Burrow do it on fourth and six. Forget about the sticks. Forget about it. I'm I'm going for it. Yeah, that's right. I'm going for it. Right. I'm throwing the ball down the field. I'm going for six, not six yards. I'm going for six points. Right. We saw it three different times, and it worked all three times, even though it shouldn't have in the Eagles game. We'll be talking about that later in the program. But that throw that Burrow made, that was the most impressive throw of the night to me. uh, Jamar Chase double-covered. Yeah. Joe Burrow calmly. I mean, that's the baby-faced assassin. It's fourth and six in the AFC Championship, and you're down seven. And he just, you know, eh, no big deal. Just like it's first and ten in the first quarter of the first week of the regular season. No doubt. What in the hell was that? Yeah. Unbelievable. Double team, like we were just talking about. But they're they're thinking, Mike, to what you're talking about. It's fourth and six. He'll run a route for seven or eight yards, right? And I think offenses have wi- you know, wisened up a little bit to where they go, wait, they're giving us all these plays behind it. They're doing everything they can to take away – you know, fourth and two, the three-yard area to get the first down. So, I think offenses have hit the point where, like, wait, if they were doing this to us on first and second down, we would go, oh, we got to throw the ball down the field. This is We can't let them do this to us. And I think you're seeing good teams with good quarterbacks and good players go, wait, we, we're not going to let them do this to us and just, like, like just make everything hard for us to gain a two- or three-yard gain. I got Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. We're going downfield. He underthrew it a little bit, but either way, to your point, Mike, I mean, he's just an assassin. He realized the coverage. He realized they were sitting on the underneath route, and then he also realized, wait, let me just give the best player on my team a chance to go up and get the ball, and, and he did that. And, yeah, that's what's, that's what's special about, you know, Burrow and Mahomes. Yeah, there's a surgicality, and, they, you know, they can just be snipers, but they have a great, like, hey, I'm going to give my guy a chance every now and then feel, too, that it's not necessarily in the playbook. Uh, and I think that's what makes them both fun to watch and why the game was fun to watch last night because they're, they're not scared of any situation. They just let it go. I made that point on Twitter last night about Joe Burrow calmly throwing the ball well past the sticks, and the response was, well, not everybody has Jamar Chase. And my reaction is, you're right. Some of them have Justin Jefferson. Let's take a break. Sorry, Kirk. Sorry, Kirk. Uh, We'll continue to discuss some other issues from the Chiefs-Bengals game, including the fact that Burrowhead definitely burrowed into the heads. See what I did there? Of the Kansas City Chiefs and had an impact on the game. Ah, But more PFT Live right after this. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. 
Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I think guys were probably the most pumped up I'd seen them going into a football game. Uh, a lot of trash talk coming from a lot of different places. I think no one picked us to win. If so, it was like 5% of people. Um, and uh, we think we've built up enough, uh, enough respect to, to have a chance to go out and win every game. So uh, whenever you feel like you're the underdog, when you're playing at Arrowhead Stadium, uh, it gets guys ready to go. Yeah, I mean, you got Burrowhead. I mean, they beat us last time. They were talking about, we, we got to play them. There was a lot of stuff. I mean, the mayor came at me, man. I mean, I mean, I understand he's the mayor of Cincinnati, so he has to think about something. But, uh, I mean, it's it, it's something that you just got to play the football game and then let your play do the talking. I said enough about the Cincinnati mayor. It was, it was Cincinnati was a better city when Jerry Springer was the mayor. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, Boom. Hey, Travis. Hey, Travis. You're Jerry, not from Cincinnati. Jerry, you're from Jerry. Cleveland. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, uh, it just shows you. And this is what I was concerned about. Yeah. The Bengals had that edge. The yeah. Bengals were mad about everything. The Bengals were the everyone looks down on us. Everyone picks right. against us. No one has faith in us. So what happens? They gave the Chiefs that Idiots angle. It's like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Idiots like me learned the lesson. Well, we're not going to buy into this. Nobody believes in the Bengals. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I'm not asking anyone to shed any tears for us. But the reality is we helped set this narrative. And I know you picked the Chiefs. but I, And I really – I didn't know who to pick. It was basically flip a coin. But – we set the narrative that becomes the thing that motivates these guys. Right. And I don't think only 5% of the people pick the Chiefs to win. I doubt it was only 5%. That's just part of how it gets warped to provide even more motivation. But you heard the Burrowhead stuff. It was Friday, Chris Jones walking off his press conference. See you at Burrowhead Stadium. After the game, Burrowhead my ass. Travis Kelsey yells into the microphone when Tracy Wolfson is trying to interview Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes gets into it. They call it, it ain't Burrowhead, it's Arrowhead. I mean, they were pissed about that. And that all goes back to Mike Hilton caught up in that moment, drunk on the fact that they'd beaten the Bills soundly. You throw that in, the Eli Apple stuff on Twitter, that you're writing a hell of a check. And Chris, I think this is one of the problems of having a guy like Joe Burrow who can pull it off a certain way. He can pull off the attitude and the edge and the swagger a certain way. Right. Others in the organization get caught up in that. And the mayor of Cincinnati gets caught up in it. And you get too many people walking around with their chest out saying, you know, in, in kind of – and Burrow – and again – Burrow can make the, well, they're writing checks. Shut up. They're writing checks that they Burrow want Joe Burrow to, to cash, check. right? That's what you're saying. They're right, writing checks right, that Joe Burrow's right. got to cash, and you're going, all right, Joe, hey, I talked tough all week. Now bail me out, Joe. I mean, that's what they're doing. That's what it feels like, I think, to what you're explaining a little bit. Yeah, it's easy to talk tough and do all that because, yeah, we got number nine, and he's usually is pulling something out of his butt to make a magic happen and well, win a football game. You know, so I, I hear you. I, I totally hear you. But, Mike, it is the reason I picked the Chiefs. It was a huge reason. I, I, they, they have championship DNA. We know that. We saw that a little last week with the 98-yard drive when Mahomes was out. And I, that's where, again, it was a coin flip game to your point. But I just went, man, I just to me, that, that was a part of it. The Chiefs are going to take this personal. You know, the Bengals, yeah. Uh, they rubbed they rubbed the Chiefs' face in it a little bit the last few times, and okay, that that's fine. That's that's part of sports, you know. But this is a team that's been to the mountaintop, and they're they're a great football team. What we're seeing here, I mean, three Super Bowls in four years. I don't care what you say. I don't win or lose. This is a great team, and some special type of run we're watching them on here. And they took this personal. They did. You could tell. And again, then Cincinnati and people around it made it more personal with the things they were saying to, I think, to what you're saying, Mike. They swayed the, the chippy meter 
over to wait. Hey, the the Bengals were the chippy team all playoffs, and and really yesterday we saw the Chiefs were chippier. They were. They were kind of the more motivated, pissed-off team. Not to say it was by much, but they certainly took it more personal than it seemed like the Bengals did throughout the game. Oh, they absolutely did. And you would think they won the game by 20 points, not three points on – you know, a goofy, fluky penalty that put him in position for a 45-yard field goal. I mean, they still could have lost that game. <laughs> Even with all that stuff, yeah. the Bengals were still there. And it just made me think, It's you know, the Bengals really do need to assess this whole and, – and it's at a certain point, they become the top dogs. Now, they can go into next year with a little bit of an edge because yeah. they didn't get back to the Super Bowl. But it's kind of like David keeps beating Goliath. So, yeah, all the other – Israelites are walking around saying, we got David, we got David. David's going to beat Goliath again. David doesn't always beat Goliath. That's the problem. Sometimes yeah. Goliath wins. And, 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 that's, and, and that's where they have to be very careful. It, too many people are getting caught up in what Burrow can do, and he still almost did it again yesterday. That's the point that we can't overlook. They didn't lose 21-7. to they were in it, and they almost won it. And it took some great defense by the Chiefs it down did. the stretch to right. keep Joe Burrow and company. I mean, that, you know, my, my 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 wife my wife was watching the game, and you know, we're getting ready to go to Phoenix next week, and she's like, "Well, I was starting to look for orange stuff to wear to the game." Like, I hope I didn't jinx them. <laughs> She's, she thought it was over. She thought it was done. She thought they were going to do it again. And I did too. I really did. And then I thought we we're going to have overtime. I think that's the thing that's the most unsatisfying about the Joseph Asai penalty. Right. Not that it gave the Chiefs, you know, the, the walk-off win, essentially. But it robbed us of overtime. I thought we were going back to overtime in this AFC championship game again. Yeah. We did. Overtime was not You're right. an issue whatsoever in the early game. No. Take a break. No. All right. Joe Burrow didn't have his victory cigar. Jalen Hurts did. How the Eagles took apart the 49ers. Had one key play that essentially opened the floodgates. We'll discuss that next year on PFT Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.